Thank you for downloading Producer's Pick from Sounds True, a podcast dedicated to bringing you moving, captivating, and intriguing selections from our programs. In this podcast, the producers at Sounds True have chosen a selection from a program they've worked on that caught their attention as a unique or special moment in the recording process. This week's episode, Three Ways to Cultivate Compassion, comes from the audio learning program, The Courage to Love the World, with author Pema Chodron. Producer Jeff Mack edited this program from a weekend retreat with Pema Chodron. Here's what he had to say about this week's producer's pick. I love editing programs from Annie Pema because her kindness and heartfelt connection come through in everything she says. In this wonderful program, The Courage to Love the World, Pema Chodron explores how through Tonglen meditation, we can cultivate compassion, strength, and joy that can benefit us and the whole world. In this selection I have chosen for you this week, Pema shares three paths or ways of cultivating compassion. In what she describes as education of the heart, she stresses that we must bring others along with us as we develop our compassion. This is a beautiful way to look at things in the world. Everyone experiences pain and suffering and joy. They are universal. In this practice, we can bring others along with us and develop the courage to love the world. I loved editing this program with Pema Chodron, and I hope you enjoyed this selection. You can download The Courage to Love the World at SoundsTrue.com. And now our producers pick three ways to cultivate compassion with Pema Chodron. I just wanted to give a short teaching on three different ways that we cultivate compassion. And one is what I've been emphasizing so far is really you work with your own entanglement, your own habitual patterns, your own um, tendencies to escalate, and your own fixated mind. And as a result of that, The more together you are, the more you're able to feel compassion for other people because you're less blocked by your own neurosis. So that's one method, which is that you work on yourself. And of course, we're always, we always do this. But to the degree that you've uh, developed some trust in the power of acknowledging that you're hooked and in your capacity to at least sometimes do something different, to that degree you begin to experience a more openness of heart and mind, and to that degree the compassion practices and things are more accessible to you. In other words, you're, it's like an education of the heart that begins with cleaning up your own act. However, fortunately, we don't have to wait till our act is completely cleaned up. I think we would never have compassion if that were the case. So it's to the degree that our own, uh, we educate our own heart, we uh, soften our own heart, and open our minds beyond bias and prejudice. To that degree, we practice compassion for others. 
it automatically, it's like uncovering it. But also when these practices are introduced, they're easier for us to do because we're not so entangled. So that's one method. The method that we've been practicing is a method of going across together. It's often, the image is of um, the ferryman who ferries people across the river. So the one we've been working with is as we work on ourselves, we're using our difficult emotions and so forth as the stepping stone for developing compassion. So do you see what I'm saying? It's like we and other people are going across together. As the first method is more like I get my trip to some degree and then I help the others. It's sort of like put on your own oxygen mask before helping the children. So it's sort of that approach. But the approach that we've been stressing is going across together to the degree that you can recognize your own insanity, your own confusion, your own habitual patterns, that becomes, as we'll do the Tonglen practice this morning, the method for developing compassion. So in other words, your very uh, things that you're most embarrassed about in yourself become the very means for developing compassion for other people who are equally embarrassed about themselves. It's compassion based on our sameness and willing to acknowledge that when I feel fear, there are hundreds of thousands of millions of billions of people all over the earth feeling fear. And the fear I feel is exactly the fear that they fear. My storylines are different, what triggered it is different, but the feeling of fear as is the feeling of anger, the feeling of love, the feeling of jealousy. These are archetypal feelings that it's like they say if you if you have a thousand bowls of sugar and you just dampen your finger and put it into one, you get the taste of all the bowls of sugar. And in the same way, when you really taste your anger, you're tasting the anger of sentient beings. Not the storylines and things, but the anger. When you feel that your mind is closed, fixated, that's a universal feeling of like, you just realize you're stuck. Stuck is a feeling, and stuck is a universal feeling. Uh, feeling inadequate, if you really experience it in present time, free of storyline, that's the inadequacy of all sentient beings. So whether it's joy or sorrow, pleasure or pain, they're universal. And so that's the idea of going across together it's a very helpful one because uh, it's, uh, in Mahayana they often talk about using um, poison as medicine. And in this they say, and then people have said, I don't think that's true. So I've never Googled it to find out. But they say that it's like the peacock who eats poison and that's why they have these beautiful tails. So that's the analogy of when you feel inadequate or you feel like you just messed up, or you feel righteously indignant, or you feel lonely and sad, or you feel stressed out, or you feel worried about finances or about relationship or anything, instead of that being a problem, that's like gold in the bank. 
because that's what you use to connect with other beings. So instead of usually these feelings, we go in and the sense of a self that is, is, is inadequate, is lonely, you know, lonely, me, you know, uh, triggered by you, <laughs> other, you know. Instead of that, if you catch that you're righteously indignant, that's a hard one. Righteous indignation is so invigorating. <laughs> but if you let go of the storyline and just connect with the rawness of the feeling, the underlying energy of it, then it becomes the means for, instead of going in, going out and realizing that this is what you're feeling, so many people are feeling. And then there's a third type of compassion or third way you can practice compassion. And this is, the reason I'm even giving this teaching is because this third one is the one that everyone thinks they should be doing. And this is where you put others ahead of yourself. Uh, Their well-being is more important than your own. In the uh, image of the ferry going across on the boat together, the images other human beings are as equal, as worthy of love and attention or compassion as you are. You're equally worthy. But then there is this other stage of where you put others before yourself. And the image there, the traditional image, is of um, a shepherd or a shepherdess who takes care of the, the sheep before they take care of themselves. So I'm giving this teaching because everybody has had that experience. I believe everybody has had that experience of someone else's welfare being more important than their own in a given situation. The uh, image that's usually given is of a parent and their child. The child starting to step out into traffic or something and the parent just automatically, not thinking, pulling them in even though at the risk of their own life or the child starting to drown, and, and maybe it's very deep and dangerous, but you don't think twice, you just go in. And so there are moments where everyone has had this experience, either at a uh, real heroic level, or just a, you know this thing where you, uh, when you go through a toll booth, you give the money for the next person who comes along? So those moments, of thinking about other people like that, where you just take care of somebody who's having a hard time, even though it's inconvenient for you and you're not going to get a good night's sleep or something like that. But the thing is that because we're idealists and perfectionists, or we are always trying to, it's very common to want to live up to an ideal, that third type is the type that we generally feel like we should be like that. You know, and the other two are kind of lesser. But I think my point I'm trying to make here is that the other two are not lesser. They're just different styles. And you work with what works for you. And that's the key thing. And trying to be more compassionate than you are based on some ideal, it definitely will backfire. So 
if your way of working with compassion is to just work on yourself because you consider yourself so neurotic that there's no hope of looking any further, that is where you work now. And so basically it's compassion for yourself, which is the foundation of any of these other kinds of compassion in any case. So there's nothing really lesser about it. It's where you're at, and that's the important thing. You don't turn to the person next to you and say, how do you do it? <laughs> Hoping they'll say, you know, the first one because you're at the second one, you know, <laughs> whatever. But, or maybe what we're doing in this session right now is actually at some times completely doable for you, that you can contact where you're stuck or where there's pain, where there's strong habitual response, and you can realize that you could start to breathe in for all the other people in the same situation and send out relief wishing that all of you could be free of fixated mind, of habitual pattern, of fear of groundlessness, of just, you just wish this for other people and you breathe in and you fully contact the feeling again. You own it with the wish that everybody could be free of it and you send out relief and a lot of space. Then uh, later, if we get to it, we'll uh, do the practice of doing Tonglen for somebody else. Just jump right in. It's more the third type where you just start doing it for another animal, person, so forth. And there are your focus rather than your own pain being the foundation. <laughs> 